listeners, and welcome to Project Understory, a nonfiction storytelling podcast that delves into the deeper meaning of nature experiences. Does your love for the outdoors resonate in your bones? So does ours. We are storytellers, students, and teachers connected to the Central Wisconsin Environmental Station. We are meaning makers, seeking to understand the world and ourselves better through the dappled shade of a balsam fir or the haunting call of a loon across a lake. Here, you can hear our stories of adventure and contemplation, and perhaps discover your own understory. Hello Project Understory listeners, this is Lauren Evans and I'm an undergrad student at UWSP. I'm studying environmental education and interpretation. Today I will be sharing the story of my forest grotto summer with you. As the world struggled with lockdowns and shortages last year, I decided to pack up and head to my parents' house, who live here in central Wisconsin. Back home is where over the course of months I rediscovered my childhood hideouts, walked the trails of memories past, and faced challenges about protecting the land I grew up on. I'm going to the forest grotto, I called to my parents and swung my bag stocked with snacks and tools over my shoulder. I went outside and, like always, was blown away by the view. The rolling hills and the wide open sky made my heart so happy. The trees were starting to come alive, and the grass that normally grew in the fields around my house had been replaced by a massive outcropping of Queen Anne's lace. I knew it was invasive, but I loved seeing the field filled with all these delicate little flowers anyway. I continued and followed the path that I knew by heart. Down the field, over the wire fence, through the two oak trees, and down the raspberry bramble path to the home base of the forest grotto. May apples cover the entire forest floor. Their huge leaves all touched one another to create the illusion of solid ground. I thought how magical it would be to see a little fairy flying amongst them. Such ideas go through your mind when you enter an enchanted forest. I knew this place very well. As a child, I had explored this part of my parents' property very often. My sister and I would sometimes run down the hayfield and hide out down there when we didn't want to be found. We would race along the fallen logs and talk in riddles that only we understood. It was a secret place, just far enough away from the house to be its own little world. We had called it the valley or the forest grotto. As I continued to explore the grotto, I noticed that many things had changed since the day my sister and I played there. The old trunks that used to be our sturdy bridges were now rotten. The trails and the garden we had made were overgrown. I continued, and I crossed over the stream and came to an amazing collection of trees that I was sure were never there before. A fallen tree had landed on a patch of maple saplings. It bent their trunks in half, but they hadn't cracked or broken. They actually continued to grow and had leaves and everything like that. They formed a really cool dome shape that looked like 
some type of fort or that it belonged in a sculpture park, honestly. It was really cool. To the left of the fantastic bent saplings was another path. It led to a massive white oak that had fallen across the stream gorge, and it made the most epic natural bridge I had ever seen. I had to climb it. So I nervously stepped my foot onto the tree. I felt for where the trunk slanted and where it thinned, moving very slowly so I wouldn't fall into the stream full of rocks that was 15 feet below me at that point. I stopped in the middle of the bridge to enjoy the view and the sense of falling, just for a moment. Once I made it across, I walked on a narrow trail lined with moss and anemone flowers. It led me down to the stream, where I listened to the rushing sounds of the water. I knew I could venture farther into the forest if I wanted, but not today. I was content looking up at the tree leaves high above and daydreaming the day away. I ended up leaving the forest midday and made my way back up the hill towards my house. I was pretty tired from the excursion, but I felt happy. I had gained some sort of confidence from exploring in the grotto. As I made it to the top, I looked back down the hill that I had just climbed. Something caught my eye on the neighbor's land. It looked like they were building something. Our two properties were very distinct. My parents own one hill, and at the base of it is the grotto. The neighbors own the next hill over and use the whole thing as cropland. So when you look down from my house, you see an abrupt shift from forest to cornfield. And so as I looked closely at their cornfield, I realized they were building a hunting shed. It faced our forested property right in the direction of the grotto. I stared at it for a while, wondering if it really had to go right there. It reminded me of a castle on a hill with the village down below, except that it cast a gloomy veil over the land. My childhood hideout felt like it was under fire. I ran across my dad who was putting away some tools in the greenhouse. I told him about the hunting shed and asked him if there was anything we could do to have the neighbors move it somewhere else. My dad told me that they can do whatever they want on their property, and technically they were far enough from our property line to build a hunting shed there. I protested, saying that they would just shoot the deer the moment they stepped from the grotto to the cornfield. My dad didn't understand why I was upset. We have always allowed our friends and family to hunt on our land, and we support um, population control of deer populations. I tried to explain to him why I didn't want the grotto to feel like it was a death valley, but he didn't understand. He said they weren't the type of people to change their mind. I returned to the grotto throughout my whole time at home. It was the place I went to escape the news and the stress of the pandemic. It became the highlight of my days. I cut new trails, I pulled invasives, made structures and art pieces to hang on the trees. It was really fun. But all the while, the hunting shed was being built just up the hill from me. A few times, I saw the man working on the building, and he saw me too. It was aggravating to see someone that close to the grotto, a foreigner in my magical world. 
Yet, I waved a friendly hello. I tried to remind myself that change was inevitable. I remembered how the grotto looked when I was a child compared to how it looked now. Change can be sad, but it can also be beautiful. I grasped onto this idea as the hunting shed was completed and when the day finally came for me to leave home and rejoin the world post-pandemic. It was scary and forlorn to leave my home, but I knew that the grotto and I would be okay and that eventually more beauty would emerge from everything that had happened. My forest grotto summer taught me to live and love in the moment and to be adventurous with the time I have on this earth. It also reminded me of how much I truly love the place I grew up. That's the end of my story, The Forest Grotto Summer. Thank you so much for listening. This is Lauren Evans, signing off. This has been a production of Project Understory. A special thanks to Create Portage County in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Check them out at createportagecounty.org for their many resources available to local artists and creatives. We hope we entertained and inspired you today to encounter nature in new and meaningful ways.